Welcome to Hashtag Resilience. This is Watson Jordan. I lead the Resilience Initiative, where we research and promote resilience from around the globe and back to you, our listeners. Our big idea, we can develop resilience. Our promise, we will show you how with inspirational stories and straightforward ideas. Learn more about us at www.hashtagresilience.com. That's all one word. Make sure to check out our courses on Udemy, like 1010 Finance, and build resilience with the 531 plan. Look out for our new book, Resilience, How the COVID-19 Pandemic Made Us Wiser and Stronger. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Season 2 of Hashtag Resilience. Today's episode is about Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron died last week, and Hank Aaron was my hero. I'd like to set the record straight about one thing before I talk a little bit about what Hank Aaron meant to me. Hank Aaron is the home run king. Let's not let's be clear. Uh, he's the home run king. He talked about steroids and the help that many athletes were getting, and it was interesting. He never talked about it, how it made people stronger. He talked about how it helped people uh, heal. It helped with their durability. It helped them play day after day after day. And as you know, baseball is has a huge season tremendously long and day after day as you get older you just can't keep coming back every single day um he talked about that being the biggest difference about not wearing down over the course of a season he was never bitter about it But I have to admit, I get pretty fired up about it. So, at the Resilience Initiative, Hank Aaron is the home run king. It's not a conversation or an argument or there are lots of sides to this. Hank Aaron is the home run king and the greatest power hitter of all time. Hank Aaron is also my hero and it's interesting uh, I'm white. Hank Aaron was a black man who was in his late 80s. I'm in my late 50s. Um, I got to know about Hank Aaron when I read his autobiography, I Had a Hammer. It detailed his life, which we know was a uh, as a baseball player, and he came into the major leagues a few years after Jackie Robinson had broken uh, the color line, but there was plenty of hatred and bigotry in the major leagues at every level. In the fans, in travels, in the hotels, uh, with teams, with management, with players, there was plenty to go around, and he was very early in breaking the color line. And he got a lot of that hate. 
maybe it's just easy for me to talk about, and I, I don't mean to make light of it, but what I admired about Hank Aaron from the beginning was he took all that hate and he turned it into power. Real power. I find that impressive. And in our work at the Resilience Initiative, we talk about the ideas of getting knocked down and getting back up, about persevering, about finding a way to keep showing up. We talk about having a North Star. We talk about having communities we belong to. We talk about an inner circle. I don't know what Hank Aaron's answers were for those things, but he must have had good friends that he leaned on and communities that he belonged to. And certainly, he had a North Star. Um, he had a remarkable career. Um, I got to know a little bit more about Hank Aaron, and it was interesting when uh, it really accelerated. When I went to Asheville School, uh, gosh, over 20 years ago, maybe 25 years ago, I met a man named Ray Quinnell. We're still friends today, and he was a mentor to me as I was kind of a new faculty member, and we were both married and had uh, children, young children, and he was a great friend. Uh, he was also a uh, a real baseball coach, and I was at the beginning and end of a brief but fun JV baseball coaching career, and Ray helped me. Uh, a few years later, uh, Ray was leaving school, and it was sad for him and for us, and I gave him a copy of Hank Aaron's autobiography, uh, and it's called If I Had a Hammer. Really great book. So inspirational. And I wrote a note that just said, you know, in times where things go differently than we have planned, often things end up working out better than we could have imagined. And that was the case with Ray. Um, he really went on and his career accelerated and uh, he's the head of a school now and really uh, does great work in education. But for sure... That was a low ebb, that transition. And so I shared with him that book. So then about 17 years ago, and it was, I remember it to this day, I got a call from Ray, uh, and he just left a message, you need to call me back. So, you know, you get that message, and you wonder why someone called and what's going on. And um, so I didn't think about it too much, and I called him back. And he was so excited, and he said, guess who's coming to speak at our graduation? And at that point, he was at uh, Forsyth Country Day School. And it ended up being Hank Aaron, and he was so excited. And I think this says a lot about Ray. It, uh, it's an admirable thing when we can be excited for other people's good fortune. And he had a ticket for me to come to listen to Hank Aaron talk and to get my picture taken with Hank Aaron and, and him. Well, it was a huge day for me at this point. Hank Aaron became, and I knew, 
that he was my hero. He was someone who I, I admired. I, I admired how he handled such adversity and not kind of the pedestrian adversity that, that I might have, but the real ad- adversity in his life where, you know, death threats, um, people hating him, white people primarily because he was black. Um, I'd like to say I'm empathetic, but I, I think there's only so much I can imagine, and I feel quite certain it uh, it isn't enough. So, but I've thought about that, and I've thought about what a huge day that was for me, and I think a really great day for my friend Ray. But I mean, in fact, for me, it's kind of a top five all-time days. I got to meet my hero. I got to listen to him talk. I got pictures taken. It was so exciting. And it was, sometimes you get to do something you've dreamed of, and it's a little anticlimactic. And this was not. I imagine you've met great people. And great people really have a presence. And I can vouch today that Hank Aaron really had a presence. Sometimes I think about the difference we make in others' lives and how to gauge that. What kind of context do we have for that? I do. I think most of us go, well, I make a pretty big difference in everyone's life. And if we think about it in terms of ripples in a lake, you know, how big of a rock can I throw? How far into the lake can I throw it and how many ripples does it make? I do. I think most of us go, well, I can throw a pretty dadgum big rocket pretty far into the lake and make a ton of ripples. And if I'm the only one throwing a rock, I begin to think that that's true. I think I come away really quite modest if I compare the ripples I make to the ones that Hank Aaron made. He really threw a gigantic rock. Not only is the greatest power hitter who ever lived, but he had an active, vibrant part in the civil rights movement and was a very successful businessman. And he was a public figure for over 50 years. And as far as I know, no one ever had a bad thing to say about Hank Aaron. So in the biggest of lakes, he threw an immense rock, maybe a boulder. And what makes the biggest, the most ripples, the biggest splash? Well, it's how far you throw it, but how high, how much force it comes down with. And his must have looked like a meteor that came from outer space. And why do I say that? Well, I'll go back to my friend Ray and I. Those ripples came all the way to us. There we were, two remarkably ordinary, middle-aged white guys, just giddy with excitement meeting their hero. 
And we really were excited. And it really did make a big difference to us. And it was because Hank Aaron was Hank Aaron. But I bet he he quit being able to count the number of people like Ray and I that he met in a month, much less 50 years. That's a lot of ripples. That's that's so immense. And as a public figure, as television got bigger, as media increased, his reach, as it were, increased. And people talk about kind of the seminal moment was when he broke Babe Ruth's home run record of 714 home runs. And during that time, bigots and racists came out of the woodwork to share their hate of black people, of him, with him, for breaking a white man's Babe Ruth's record. He got an enormous number of letters like this every day. And he just took all that hate, and as he did so many times, he turned it into real power. And this is a good way, I think, to conclude, you know, real power extends into time. And it makes a difference on others and in their lives over time. And it's not shouting loud and trying to get attention. It's showing up every day. It's leveraging and honing your skills and using them. It's finding your strength and cultivating it and sharing it with the world. It's being great. It's seeing greatness and trying to bring that out in others. So Hank Aaron is my hero. He threw the biggest rock into the biggest lake and made the most ripples. And I think only now uh, are many people coming to understand what a what tremendous character he had. The home run king. So an honest and sincere thanks from me to you, Mr. Aaron. You'll always be my hero. Oh, the ripples you produced, not only for your fans, but for mankind. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Hashtag Resilience with Watson Jordan. Please reach out to me and let me know what you think. If you like our show, please subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. The episode notes include germane information about the show. Please take a look. We're available for speaking and facilitating, in addition to our researching, interviewing, and writing. Learn more about our work on resilience at hashtagresilience.com. Spread the word.